Welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 129. What's good, bro? How you doing? 129, son. We climbing that tree, bro. I'm good. I'm yeah. great. I feel good. I shared with you earlier about some good news I received. 100% cancer free. All the mother sisters starting to decrease. That's enough to share with the world, man. Thank you for everyone that's out there that's been praying for me, keeping me in their support and their prayers, their love. Um, the good energy they've been sharing with me, man, it's all working. Because yeah. I'm working it. I'm using that energy, man, for good. So, thank Yo, you. Yo, be, you'd be surprised, like, how many people, like, how many friends I got that watch the podcast that when you got that kidney, they was like, Yo, Rob, I see Rob got his kidney. Yo, they was hyped like they knew you. But <laughs> I'd be like, Yeah, no, so I, the, the energy, I feel that energy, man. When I get up in the morning, let me tell you something, it's an honor to get up seven in the morning to start my day and go to walk the dogs and by eight o'clock I'm taking my meds and watching the time before I gotta take my next set of meds and yeah. now I'm outside and I'm starting to, to do the lawn. I got my gardening going on. So yeah, I'm slowly dope. acclimating myself back into the world. So yeah. I'll be seeing yeah. a lot more of me. I mean, you know, I'm sure from, from your first experience you learned, you know, you learned a lot and now applying those things yeah. Your new life. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something, man. You know, messing up or losing an organ ain't fun. You're fun. What is it? Especially when your health ain't intact, it ain't fun. But what you do, if you're, if you're paying attention, the best part is learning about yourself, learning what kidneys do, learning what the heart does. You know what I mean? And you start to tell yourself, wow, you know, I didn't know this stuff. A lot of shit we don't know. Yeah. You know, we walk around in this vessel and we just think, you know, my name is Robert and I'm just here to experience whatever life throws at me. But, yo, you have to pay attention to what you put in your body, not only physically, but mentally. That's and that's a lot of where, you know, my, my, my mistakes happen, man. Just keeping negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. A lot of those thoughts come from the environment you live in. So you mix that up. With a little bit of Hennessy and an, argu- and an argument here, and you know what I mean, a little hate here. I mean, you, you put that little cocktail together before you know it, you got a headache you can't get rid of. Oh, is that you know what I mean? So, but yo, you know what you said though. I think that's 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 real though. You do find out who you are when you find yourself in a circumstance like that though, because you know it's, it speaks to your resilience. Imagine a lot of people would just be done they'd be like you know they'll be so defeated mm-hmm. you know haven't had the experience where you get the transplant and then you know have health issues after that and then get a second transplant so you know like as much as much as you say like negative thoughts contributed to it that's why i said you clearly learn from your experience because right you manifested we sat on this podcast a number of times and talked about that kidney coming i remember i got the you know i got the message from nels or whatever, I was like, yo, we didn't spoke this into existence, boy. Yo, and, 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 I, <laughs> and I implore that every time we get on here, man, to keep good thoughts, keep your mind in a good place, because you're going to manifest what you say. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, you're going to manifest it, so. Yo, you know, for, I, you know, we, I think we got to switch gears because, you know, as, as positive, upbeat, and optimistic as this discussion actually is, this whole particular episode is going to be about, you know, us talking about just the the, the the rash of shootings that we've seen recently, you know, most notably three 
that have made headlines, you know, on the local scene in New York, you have the young lady, I guess we can start by talking about her first, the young lady, 11 years old, Kiara Tay, that she was shot and killed by a 15 year old that was on the back of a scooter driven by an 18 year old. And here's something to wrap your head around. She was mistakenly shot. They wanted to shoot a 13 year old. So just put that, just let that sink in, you know, and, and, and think about that. A 15 year old was attempting to shoot a 13 year old and killed a, an 11 year old. You know, I, I just, my heart goes out to um to the parents. Like, I don't, in, in a time like this, I don't know if there's anything anybody can say to the family. I'm sure they take silence in knowing that the two young men that were responsible for it were caught, but at the end of the day, like them being caught is not gonna bring their daughter back. And I think what always happens with this stuff is that there's this, like this public outrage and looking for somebody to blame around it. Like, you know, but I, you know, like people say, well, we, you know, why was she outside? We were the parents. We were the kids that did it, parents. And it's right. just a really unfortunate situation, man. And, you know, and, and that's easy to, to yell, where are the parents? Like, why can't your child be outside on her school at 11 years old? You know that that was the that was the kind of upbringing we had. We stayed outside and we didn't worry about bullets flying left and right. And you shouldn't have to feel as a parent that you need to keep your child captive in the house. You know what I mean? Vitamin D right now is very low in people. You know why? Is they're in the house playing video games probably for one you know because of the winter time and we don't get enough sunlight anyway now that now you know the days are longer this is time for you to be outside and get some fresh air and enjoy nature and you know and we talked about you know earlier about the body this these things help us you know internally it helps our mood it sets more serotonin and, and endorphins you get a good enough sun during the day, you sleep like a baby at night. You know what I mean? But with all that being said, this young girl loses her life because of the senseless killing or the senseless mentality of these young people, man. You know, here we are in a time where we have music called drill music. And I think that is a catalyst for a lot of the senseless young killers. We got babies mm -hmm. killing babies, literally like 11 years old and they're looking for a 13 year old. Like what kind of beef do you have with a 13 year old? Mm -hmm. What, what, what is it that he has done so heinous that you need to take his life and then you, then you, and then you wrongfully shoot someone else. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, man. But let alone that happening, you know, where, and we'll probably be saying this throughout this whole conversation, where the hell are they getting these weapons? You know what I mean? Well, you know, we can say, you know, people are going to South Carolina gun shows or Ohio to gun shows and they're bringing them, but who's giving it to them? Yo, they ordering them joints online, them ghost guns, and, 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 and assembling them. And this is the thing about gun control that needs to be changed. Now, I understand the right to bear arms, the Second Amendment. I get all that, the militia. And it, say, and it says something like, to, to form a militia to, to protect the, the free state. What state is free? None of these states is free. And 
And what is a militia? A militia is an off-brand military of some guys who got together fighting for a cause. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we've had them before. They're called the Klan. That's a militia. <laughs> but we, we have to do better. You know, gun control and firearm regulation is a set of laws and policies regulated to regulated the manufacture, sales, transfer, possession, modification of firearms to civilians. But if you look at the word civilian, hence the word civil, civilian is a person not of the military or police. Mm. So how are you giving this right and this passing these laws for people who are not of military or police a firearm? But in the word civilian, you have civil. Definition of civil is adequate courtesy. Politeness. Yeah, we don't have we don't have that anymore. Adequate policy, adequate courtesy. Who administers adequate courtesy and politeness? <laughs> not in this yo, not in this day and age. You could forget about it. I want to go back to what you were saying about like the um the drill music stuff. I think for me, what I look at with this is that there are people like you know around our age that are um that are like really critical of the kids and what the kids have got going on now. Um, drill music contributed, but I also think about like just gang culture. Like to me, I, I almost feel like going to the days where, you know, if you had some potential, the old <laughs> people in the hood would tell you like, nah, you don't need to be out of here. You, know, you don't need to be out here, get out of here kind of thing. And now to me, it almost seems like it's a recruitment thing where, you know, like it's just like embracing kids at a a younger and younger age and i think some of it also has to do with just like um familial in a sense so it's it's almost like a birthright like you know like if your father was in the gang now you you know the passing of a torch like all right so now you inherently you you inherited you're in the gang you know and that this is this way of life this mindset so when we ask him where the parents were for this young lady i don't ask where the parents were um the young lady because I don't see an issue with somebody at 11 years old being outside, you know, and I, and I know hypervigilance exists given everything that's going on, right. you know, in New York City in particular, that people should have some concerns about um, where their kids are. But I feel like as a, as a community, again, like, you know, we, we, we failed some of these kids, you know, like to me, there, there's a loss of life here clearly with the young lady. You know that's not replaceable you can't replace that she's never coming back but there are also there's a lot of pain man like these these two young kids uh, chances are probably end up spending their life in prison you know the families of these kids also the the parents of this young lady right you know there's a there's a whole lot of hurt and anguish and trauma that's going to come right as a result of this and you know for the first young man the young man that was 15 his mom stole him away in a hotel you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that was about. Like, I don't know if she stole them away out of fear for retaliation for people in the neighborhood because there was a lot of public outcry. Which, I'm, I'm me, sure which, which, yo, which to me though is honestly a good thing because I think that the public usually picks and choose what they all have outcry over. So the fact that they were, you know, enraged over this, this logically you should be enraged, enraged over this. You know, like this is one of the things that I'm saying that if we made this a norm in our community, right, where we just completely denounced in the community like nah we we not having none of this you know that right. maybe we wouldn't get to that point it shouldn't get to the point where the community wakes up after something like this happened and say like we need to 
we need to, to a degree, police our own community. You know, when I say police right. our own community, I'm not saying policing in the sense that somebody need to be out there with a higher gun, putting their gun on people that's out of pocket, but there has to be accountability. Like, nah, you know, we're not gonna have that in this neighborhood. You know, if you, you represent this gang or that gang or whatever, like, it's, it's cool. We can't have you in this neighborhood you, with it. You know, you know what, you know what that comes from? Thinking that, you know what? That, that ain't happened in my neighborhood. That happened over there. Let me tell you something. When a person gets shot in Europe, they get shot at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. But you ain't, people don't pay attention to stuff like that because they think it doesn't happen on their doorstep yeah. until it happens mm-hmm. on your doorstep. And that's just the wrong way to think. When you see start, let me tell you something, man. When guns, guns came into this world by some Asian monks playing with some uh, some chemicals and all of a sudden you get gunpowder and we're talking something as early as the ninth century and then all of a sudden they figured they needed a utensil to start shooting projectiles out and then before you know it it, it, it gets widespread around the world and you know it, it, it becomes it's like what do, what do we what do we have what are guns for let's I mean, ask that what are we, who, who are we? Who are we at war with when we when we have to use these guns? Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that because I think that we asked probably five people. We probably get five different, you know, five different answers. Like there's some people that say that they need them for um, protection. Personal protection. What are you some, being protected from? Yeah, some people. Yo, some people will say sport. Um, okay, that's a that's a rifle. You know, some people say sport. I think there are some people that'll say um, collect collection. You know, I think that I think there's a myriad of things that people will name. Not, I don't know if whatever they name makes it just justifiable. And I'm not. And again, I want to be clear. Like, I'm not saying that I'm um, that people shouldn't have the right to own a gun or bear arms. You know, but um, it, it should be for a very defined purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a homeowner, I get it. You know, you because you're a homeowner and you may have some valuable things in your home now if if some sense of paranoia enters your mind where you think someone is going to come and enter your home to do you harm then that sets the now the question is why are you paranoid and why do you think that someone is going to come on come to your home and do you harm okay we live in this world where shit like that happens so if you have something in your home to protect your home i get it all right, you're you're a business owner. You're a storefront owner. Someone sees your value. This is, you're a jewelry store owner. I get it. You have some valuables that someone may want to take off your hands <laughs> by force, <laughs> and you may need to protect yourself. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get the right to bear arms because you know you have vigilantes and you know savages out here who just want to take from people who have. I understand that. But the way guns are used, they're not used for protection. They use an insecure means. They use because people have low self-esteem. They either depressed, mental issues. Someone bullied them. They want to get back. Ego. These all different things. I know. Growing up, when I grew up, if you had a, if you, if you said I gotta go get my gun, you was considered a punk. Yeah. Because you didn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know I know a lot, to be honest with you, I know a lot of people I grew up I grew up with who was not about fighting, but once they got their gun, all of a sudden, these niggas is Al Capone. Air the park out. 
they got they got this this bravado on their chest and like I ain't fighting no more. Fuck that fighting shit. I'll pull out my gap. Yo, son, really? Yo, really? you, you, yo, you gonna ruin your life. You gonna ruin the rest of your life because you can't handle yourself. You make a yo, you make a, a good point because there's been a lot of conversation lately, and I've heard quite a few people say this to say that like the answer is not to um not to ban guns, but the answer is to make it easier for people to have like a um a open carry permit in New York City because the thinking is that if everybody got it on them, people will be reluctant to to use theirs. But I get the thought process around it. But thinking but, of mentality in New York. So say yeah. say we all did, right? And that and carrying a weapon is like a bus pass, right? Mm-hmm. We all from the Bronx, and everyone got one. Now it could cancel itself out. Like, all right, if I, shoot, I don't see that. As, I don't see that as being likely, though. Right, right. If I shoot, he <laughs> gonna shoot. Then, mm-hmm. then the next person might think he gets shot at. Then he starts shooting. Mm-hmm. It, it, it puts people in, in public hysteria. I don't think it's necessary to be honest. With you. You know why I'm you know why I'm opposed to it though? The reason why I think I'm opposed to it is because I think that what I think I you know, for me I feel like imagine how many people actually have their life because a person didn't have it on them. Like you see all these accidents that happen, like where, you know, not accidents but shit that happen where people get into beefs or whatever. So they get into a beef and because <laughs> they have their gun on them, you know, a person gotta die. You, you get what I'm saying? Like I, I just feel yeah. like like that could be prevented. Right. So, what, what what gives someone the authority to say I'm gonna take this nigga's life? Most of the time, it's because of what you said, though. Like, yo, people, they in a state. It's a circumstance where people just happen to have their weapon on them, so the bravado kicks the in. Bravado, and, yeah, and you know, the, the ego kicks in. I'm not gonna let this dude play me. I'm not gonna let this happen. And now I gotta show him who's the boss, or I ain't no punk. I, I you know, I'm not gonna let that slide. Fuck that. And you know, a lot of people. They go get their gun and come back. So they don't have made it premeditated to want to kill someone, man. I don't I don't subscribe to I honestly don't subscribe to like that theory around where, you know, it's a good idea that everybody everybody have their gun on them. I just thought I just again, like I think that what happens is that people, you know, people get emotional and when they emotionally respond to things, when when you emotional, you say things and you do things that later on you may regret like you know right. so if it's at home at least you run the risk of how you call it going home and rethinking it like yo do i need to really do this or somebody else intervening and stopping like, bro, it so, that away yo you don't need that shit yeah you know but if everybody got it on and we talking about the wild wild west where we going Times square is gonna be people out there like yo all right meet me at noon at Times square so we have a showdown yo son you would hear gunshots every day all day as if you don't hear it now but you hear it more what happened to conflict resolution? That's that's my point exactly. That's why we don't need that everybody to have it on. I'm wondering, realize yo, conflict what? resolution builds character. It shows how you can diffuse a situation mm-hmm. using your words and, and your work mind. Just thinking about the consequences of what's going on. All right, he bumped you. He stepped on your shoe. All right, he didn't say sorry. He looked you up and down. All right, homeboy, get ahead about your business. You know what I'm saying? Look, I just got into a car accident, right? Yeah, it might offend the bender or whatever. And the dude, he was in front of me, and we were right on Danbury Road, and we are turning into Walmart. And 
to prevent us from doing, from getting into gridlock. He decides the car in front of him, so he gets out, so he gets, he's behind the car in front of him. So to prevent from being in the gridlock, he goes around the passenger side to kind of ease in a little bit. But when he does that, the car in front of him moves forward, so he's still on the right side of the car. So which leaves me a lane to fill in. So we're going into the lane, and before you know it, we're both side to side. So before I even, all right, I'm not going to fight the dude to fight for a space. I'm only going here to pick up Canale. You're going to Walmart, sir. What, what type of rush are you in? So he gets in front of me. So when he gets in front of me, he hits his brake. In my mind, that nigga did that shit on purpose. So you can rear him? Yeah, 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 so I can rear him because he didn't want me to get in front of him. Right? So I'm huffing. I'm like, oh. I wanted to get out and start. I wanted to wild out. I'm not even gonna say, but you know what? I sat there, took a deep breath, and I just sat there. I even get out of my car. So he gets out the car, he looks to see if there's damage. His girl gets out the car, she's huffing and puffing. The person behind me is bitching, yo, it was your fault, sir. And now I got people on my side. And I'm saying, this is how things get out of order. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now he's. Him and his girl are back and forth, back and forth, but I'm still sitting in the car. Now, easily, we can remove ourselves from the lane, go into the parking lot, mm-hmm. and handle it like civil people. After 20 minutes, we did that. But mm-hmm. after all the energy and commotion, I'm saying to myself, you see, this is how shit starts. Yeah. This is yeah. how energy goes left, because not only are they beefing with one another, who did what right, who did what wrong, the people behind me is beefing because now they in... Now they're gridlocking, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one silent. Like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah, it could have easily went that way. That's what I mean about conflict resolution. I told her, sir, I said, listen, let's get out of the lane, get back in your car, move to the side. If you want to call the authorities? I got, a, I got a clean driver's record. I got insurance. Let's handle it. Come to find mm-hmm. out, even, nothing really happened to the vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pretty much nothing, because the police report didn't show any damage to the vehicle. So, but what I'm saying is, there's ways to handle it before you flip off. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to flip off, and I'm like, yo, bro, how are you just gonna do that? And imagine if somebody had a weapon on them. Right. Another thing to point. Check this out. And I don't mean to belabor the point. I was coming back from yeah after my doctor's appointment, so I made a left turn on my way back home. Some young dudes is behind me. It ain't a beat up car, but I ain't paying them no mind. So I'm like, young whippersnappers or whatever. So they blowing their horn. So I'm like, they blowing their horn for? So I'm not, I'm not rushing. I'm not moving no faster than I need to. So they blowing their horn. So I'm like, all right, what's good? So they pull up on side of me. They give me the screw face. I give the screw face back. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? I shouldn't even do that. I shouldn't. <laughs> right? Because who knows what these young niggas got today. So as as they're going, as they're driving, they drive a little in front of me. And the young dude in the passenger side start throwing garbage. Out the window? Out the window. So I'm like, see, that right there, that right there will cause me to go in the back of the car. Whatever, whatever. And I usually keep a bat and a nice brother be good stick you know what I mean and I could have went and started wailing now imagine if they'd have had a pistol I've been laid out in front of the hospital yo you yep. took it back the brother be good joint I want to say something else <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I keep one of those in case in my mind see I'm already thinking about doing something <laughs> crazy because you don't know but mm-hmm. I use 
my my awareness to say, all right, how serious is this? None of us hit one another. He was just mad because I wasn't moving fast enough for him. Yeah. I had to bring my I had to bring my 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 sense into this and make sense out of nonsense. How you wanna throw garbage? Go ahead. Precincts right there. If they seen you now, you got a littering ticket or whatever. And then you gotta worry about that. And you're probably driving dirty too. So you cause the the, 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 the you cause the situation with people who can exaggerate Yeah, so listen man. What what what's your what's your thoughts on um the fifteen year old and the eighteen year old that actually, you know, that actually committed this crime. Like, is this it? Is this the end for them? Like, should they go to jail for the rest of their life? Well, you know, they, 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 they killed someone. Man. I mean, you kill someone. That's a consequence, bro. Like, and then you killed the wrong person. You no person was the right person. No, no person is the right person. The, but the I mean, unintended target. Unintended target, and that yeah. happens a lot. That happens more. Then we believe when you know people are just shooting in the crowd or shooting at people where you know they're looking for someone but then someone else ends up getting ends up getting hit listen yeah. man to the letter of the law they deserve whatever consequences they got isn't it a different a different day and age like i could probably count when i was younger how many times i don't know i'm trying to think like trying to dig into my memory how many shootouts i really saw in broad daylight like i've seen a few like I didn't really see too many people. Not a lot. I've seen a few. Not a lot. But doesn't it seem like now it's a regular occurrence? That's the thing. That's the thing. And I and I, and I honestly believe it's because of the environment they in, people are in, the, the regulatory uses of these weapons, the easy accessibility of these weapons, and no one is teaching anyone about conflict resolution. You know, no one's teaching anyone about how do you handle situations when you're, you're confronted with it. Oh, they, oh, you know, they're, they're teaching it. They're just not teaching, you know, real conflict resolution and de-escalate. They tell, they teaching that you know you gotta go smoke, you gotta go smoke on a pack, you gotta smoke your op or. Yeah, they're using that language. Son. <coughs> they not yet. Yeah, believe me, they they not teaching nothing about yo. You gotta you gotta have a beating in the minds or you know why escalate this or. But it's what it is, you know. Again, rest in peace to um, to, to Kiara Tay, and you know, again, you know, my, my condolences to her, to her family, man. Like you're 11 years old, you never had the opportunity to even actualize her potential. It's a sad day. Um, switching gears, though, man, to, to, to this to this Buffalo thing. So 13 shot, 10 killed in a Buffalo supermarket shooting. The 10 people that were killed were all black people. Um, of course, this is a hate crime. This 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 coward specifically singled singled out this neighborhood, you know, to go into because he knew what the demographics were that are predominantly people of color that um that shop there. And this is just this to me is like um this is like another another tragedy that's becoming all too familiar. You know, you think back to the, the church shooting to you know even the stuff like the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff and I'm, I'm like damn like yo when are we gonna get to the point where 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 we even have the opportunity to actually call this what it is because i think people you know people talk about it but it just it doesn't last long in the news cycle and it just becomes fodder for right. for people to politicize later on when they start talking about the importance uh, um, of gun control 
Right. And I'm going to tell you, Rob, like one of the things that really, really got to me about this is that, and it's, it's specific to also to the young man in Texas, that a lot of this shit that's going on is from people, you know, it, this is this is stuff that there's history there with these people that folks have turned a blind eye to like, yo, these weirdos, these, right. yo, but the, these weirdos, they on Instagram, they on YouTube, they on Twitter, they on Twitch, how they probably on Black Planet and MySpace too, you know, leaving footprints that they that they have these mental health issues and people are turning a blind eye to it. You know, like how how could a person actually be involved or be online and they have records of where people have done searches or people have actually made mention that this is these this was their intentions and these platforms they don't pay the shit no mind they don't it becomes content and then the people who consume their content rather than being truthful with them and telling them like yo you need real help they do shit that high call it that what they think is help by supporting them around the foolishness that further and further embarrassing these people right. or, or whatever to the point that yo the shit that they saying is 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 a value like no like yo if you online you talking all this crazy shit immediately twitter need to cut your they need to cut your twitter off they need to cut your instagram off they need to cut your youtube off and and, tw- and twitter need to call the authorities right exactly, there ex- yo exactly because yo how many times after we have these senseless shootings we turn around and we hear like oh you know this person was online and there's videos where this person was saying that this is what they intended to do you know and i can almost guarantee you on them damn videos it's probably god only knows how many comments or god only knows how many people sat in the chat and condoned this shit, thinking that it was all right, right. instead of you know instead of actually getting in contact with youtube or maybe they did get in contact with youtube and youtube didn't do anything about it or instagram that's left it alone or snapchat left it, it alone me. that's what gets me we can't use words like certain words mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll flag us for words but they'll they'll allow a, a, a video like that heinous video to circulate and get a hundred thousand views. Yeah, because that's the yo. That's because that's the shit that get views. That's now, the shit that get views. Here it is, right? This Buffalo dude. Like within minutes, the shit was already on Wikipedia. The whole story. Like so. All right, Wikipedia just bumped up their likes or whatever. Now everyone's going to get the information from them. But here's my thing, bro. Why is this? Why is there a mil? Why are you selling? This goes back to the gun control about sales and and manufacturing. Why is there sales and the manufacturing of a war weapon? This weapon. He had a he had a Bushmaster XM15 or AR15, whatever it is. That's a weapon that was used in the Iraqi Civil War, bro. Why is an 18-year-old having access to that? How? And then he has body armor. Where is he getting that? Yeah. I know. I know. Back in the days, if anybody was caught with a with a bulletproof vest, that was automatic fed time. Mm-hmm. It's like, where did you get that from? You ain't you ain't never been nowhere near the army or air force or marine, but you walking around with the internet. The internet, no. man. All that shit on the internet. And if it's that easy, you know what I mean? All these 
all these web addresses and you know your availability to use the internet they all have ip addresses if there are any internet cops or people watching on in in regards and stuff like that but then again you know they got child pornography and all this other shit they go on too so you can sell this to buy check this out it says it says in here that he spent months plotting his attack and social media posts show how according to the post which gendron originally shared on discord then on a hate-filled online forum 4chan the suspect drove march 8th to the supermarket in buffalo the posts were made visible to a small group of people about 30 minutes before the shooting began according to a statement from discord he wrote in post that he went to tops market three times during his visit 12 p.m 2 p.m and 4 p.m he wrote about activity inside the store each time he went noting how many black and white people were in the market and also drawing a map of inside the store so all this shit is going on on social on social media and not only is the platform not doing anything about it but this dude got supporters and followers that didn't do anything about it like yo i I'm probably just as they're probably just as they're probably just as sick as he is. Some of them I believe, some of them believe they they some of them I believe they are as sick as he is. But then I think the other part of it is that yo, there are people that watch this stuff and they watch it as if it's a you know, as if it's a show and they form relationships in their mind with the people who say this stuff and they think that they're being of a support so i wouldn't be surprised if this person's supporters or viewers that was involved with this stuff funded this shit by by actually donating money listen let me tell you something remember the movie manchurian candidate mm-hmm. you get you got mk ultra people out there when you mind control where you you can you can actually encourage someone low self-esteem Get them to do something. You know what? You want to feel good. This is what you do. Black people want reparations. You getting reparations? You look like you live in a certain way. Black people are taking this away from you. You don't want that to happen. Go in this neighborhood and make sure you do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? I, and what's crazy is that if you if, if you did any research on the people that got shot, one of them was a civil rights, a, a iconic civil rights member. The, the, the woman, right? Yeah. That she was after, you know, she was most recently advocating and having a discussion about gun violence too. One of them was a mother of a fire commissioner. Another person who was a genius, the officer of the security that got shot, Mr. Aaron Walters, who was a retired cop. He was a science teacher and a lover of science. He created a lab in his garage that developed an engine that can be ran off of water. So here it is, right? You go into a supermarket and you randomly shoot three important people in our community just on random. That, that, yo, that just goes to tell me it how wasn't valuable. Yo, but that just, I'm just saying it wasn't random, but <laughs> he, 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 you think he knew that there was a civil rights activist in there? Yo, and a, I don't, and a person who and a person who um develop a, a, a engine that can be ran by water yo you know what at this point rob none of that shit surprised me man. none of it surprised me none of it surprised me like the kind of research this dude did you know i don't i, I don't know maybe it's far-fetched maybe i'm you know on my conspiracy jumping or whatever but you, you know what now that you say that i was hearing that that shit was an assassination bro 
I would yo, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. And, and, and the reason being is for this gentleman that I just spoke to, Mr. Aaron Walton, who came up with the engine that can be ran off of water fuel energy. Now you come up with an idea like that while gas price is about to hit seven dollars, and he go a man that's creating an engine that could be ran off water. A man of color. A man of color. You know what I'm saying? With the most abundant resource on the planet. You know what I mean? My man told me about the movie. I don't know if you watched Jack Reacher. No, I, never, I, I heard of it, but I've, I've never seen it. But the show was supposed to be about going to kill somebody, but you kill other people trying to kill this one person. Mm-hmm. So you make it look like a mass shooting when you when your job is to assassinate one person. You know what I mean? And then you got all these other notable people in there. You know what I mean? So maybe it was a hit. Like even even the African dude, Maxwell, was I forgot his last name, who was the in, inventor of um, a cable television without any wires, because he used the hydrogen in the air to create Wi-Fi. Weeks later, after he done posted that on on Facebook, somebody poisoned him. That conspiracy theory, who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny how even even people that follow Dr. Sabi. I was gonna mention that too. <laughs> you know that. about all these holistic doctors who mysteriously start losing their lives because they started well, to penetrate the pharmaceutical industry because they started to find out, yo, listen, man, go boil some ginger and some lemon, and you can cure that. Go eat this, that, and the third, you can cure that. You don't need no pills. Somebody told me, oh yo, Rob, you don't need to be on high blood pressure medication, bro. Change what you eat, change your diet. Me and Janelle were just talking about, you know, because women at, at a certain age, they go through menopause and they hot flash certain things. She was like, man, there's a way for women who go through their menstrual cycle who can lessen the feeling of cramps just by eliminating certain foods that they eat. Mm-hmm. But do you say that to some PMS doctor who's putting putting ladies on pills <laughs> you know what I'm to, to, to decrease the pain, the cramps and all that. He'll be looking for you like, son, don't be putting that out there. <laughs> messing up my money, son. Yo, yo, did you know that, 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 to go back to social media joint, did you know that this dude live streamed this, this on whole Twitch. thing on, on Twitch? On Twitch, bro. This, yo, this, this, but this, yo, this is what I'm talking about. This is like one of the biggest issues that I have, aside from, of course, the violence, but these platforms this stuff like yo they see this stuff they know they know that these people are troubled they know these people are bothered they know they you know how they know they know because somebody at least one person is watching and one person is flagging it saying like yo this person has issues this person has the potential to harm other people but yo they turn a blind eye to it. i don't know if it's because they get so many of them they can't investigate all of them but yo the the people who, to me, the people who sit in the audience and egg these people on, they're complicit. They're complicit, absolutely. Yeah, yo, they're complicit. Like, yo, you, you see and you know you're, where this is going. But you, yeah, like, yo, why are you not doing anything about it? And then here's the other thing about this, too. Like, I think because this comes up a lot or um, when, gun, when people start talking about gun control, like, this gun, this gun, this gun in particular was legally purchased. But a lot of these things, a lot of these, um, like acts of violence. When we talking about the other young lady, you know, the, the eleven-year-old young lady, that's an illegal gun, illegal right. handgun. You know, both guns and stuff like that. The issue that I think that people have around gun control, and whenever they talk about gun control, to me that bugs me out is they talk about gun control and they think like on a macro level, like so broad that gun control in the sense that oh nobody's ever nobody can ever own a firearm 
like I don't think that people realize like everything that that people are talking about as it relates to um to gun control. I don't know if it'll be more detrimental and hurtful to a person who wants to actually be a gun consumer than it is to the actual manufacturers and the lobbyists, the NRA, the manufacturers around these weapons. They the ones who really like have the strong opposition to it because if you want if you are if you want to get a handgun and you're a sensible person and they say well a background check is this you gotta wait an x amount of period of time and it's that shit you don't wait for sneakers in the mail longer than that longer than that thank you, you. Know, i call it like you know but if, if you want to put your gun on somebody then i can see you like yo I, I need i need this gun asap a lot of them guns before was coming into the um finding their way up north also from like gun shows yeah. down south from them gun shows down south and to me i don't see an issue with them having legislation where it says like, all right, these are the certain parameters that got to be put in place yes. and getting the firearm. But one, the one thing yes. that I do think that they def, they definitely have to address, and I don't know why the that that like the the conservative politicians mostly get the backlash for it. Not saying that 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 Democrats aren't in the pockets of these these but industry the Republicans, also, Republicans are the ones who that are very. But yo, here's where here's, here's where I'm going with this. Like to me, I think that. They have to, whenever you see these mass shootings, it's always done with AR-15, these automatic rifle weapons or whatever. And I think that that's where they got to come down in the regulation. Right. Because why, like you said, yo, people are using this in war. Why would a person who's saying that they, they hunting, what the hell, what kind of sport you get out of hunting? What are you hunting, a, 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 a cheetah? What are you hunting, a lion? You're not hunting. You're not, you're mm -hmm. hunting people. So they, you're, not, you're hunting people and pretty much saying they can't get away from me with this. Mm -hmm. Versus now, if an 18 year old was going to buy a 22, a 38, you're buying a semi automatic weapon that has five, six cartridges, 30 rounds a clip. <laughs> Who are you hunting, bro? Like, this is my thing. You can be 18 and walk in Walmart or any other place and get a gun legally if you have the money. But you can't buy beer at 18. <laughs> you can't buy a can of Budweiser at 18. Why? Right? We know why. Because they're mentally not right mm -hmm. to start their lives drinking because it's going to alter their thoughts and turn them somewhere else. But you hand them a semi automatic war weapon and, and pat them on the butt say, all right, kid, see you tomorrow. Here's your receipt. That's, that makes no sense, and that's what the that's what the firearm regulations is for. It's laws and policies to regulate the manufacture and sales. Why are we manufacturing war weapons in a society or civilization such as America, where we're not we don't have no, no Russians to come in here to start no beef? There's no other country stepping in here. The only only adversaries we are we have are the domestic terrorists which are our own citizens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why are our citizens like that to where you need an ar yeah the gentleman that went to the black lives matter that shot the white men he left what illinois somewhere to come to minnesota with an ar <laughs> That's his, mom, and his moms drove him there they gotta quit it like, how does that happen? And why does it continue to happen? You know what I noticed, man? This country 
is, is, is beyond bananas, bro. And if, you, if you look at this country in comparison to other countries as it relates to, you know, these mass shootings like this, and we supposed we supposed to be the most forward thinking and 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 most civilized modern society there mm-hmm. is, but there's no other country on the planet. There's no other country on the planet. The only the only place outside of here maybe a few countries in in, in in the middle of Africa that is permissive with firearms. Three fourths of the planet are restrictive. All of Asia and mm-hmm. Russia can't have none. Australia can't have none. Canada, Mexico can't have none. They don't go through mass shootings, bro. Since, oh, since Sandy Hook, right? Which oh, is in our back door. Yep. Already been 3,500 mass shootings, and that's less than 10 years. 3,500. Why? Yeah. And, and what? NRA don't see that? Republicans don't see oh, that. Yeah. Oh, and the NRA, the NRA, they 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 see it. Believe me, they see it. But they they thinking about the coin, how it impacts the the the, the bottom line. Like yo, them, the NRA lobbyists are like probably the most powerful. Since 2013, almost 17,000 gun violence deaths have occurred. 7,500 of them were homicides. 9,500, almost 10,000 were for suicide. So there's more people killing themselves. Than it is people out here committing murders and homicides. Yeah. That, but that goes that that goes to show you the the the, men, the mentality or the mental aptitude of our of our people in this world, or, or at least in this country. Yeah. You know, Lil Duval had posted something not too long ago. I think he was in Indonesia, and he asked a native. He said, "Why aren't why why isn't crime so heavy? Why is crime so low?" And the lady said one thing. Because people believe in karma. Mm. Wow. That was her answer, and and left it like that. So that means people understand that what you do, you get back. Get back, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. You that if you do, be prepared for it to come back. It might not happen tomorrow. It may not happen the next day, but it's gonna come back. And I think people in this country fail to realize. <coughs> how reciprocity works and how how things go out and come back how the universe works in that way you think you, you think you're getting away with something you're not mm-hmm. even if you get caught now you're gonna get caught later at some point you might get caught when you least expect it and it might be your life that you may have to pay with that especially if you took another life i for yeah. now man you mentioned you mentioned sandy hook that's a good segue to talk about you know 21 people dead um a technical school shooting, elementary school, um, Rob Elementary School. And, and, and yo, as soon as I saw it, it immediately made me think about Sandy Hook. Like you said, Sandy Hook is in our backyard. And I remember the day when Sandy Hook happened where I was at. I was I was away in, um, at a conference in Albany, at um, SUNY Albany. And I was doing a presentation um, in regards to foster care. And it just so happened that the conference was on break. And we were sitting in the lunchroom, everybody's eating lunch. And they got TVs placed around. I remember looking up at the TV, and like it just seemed like it got quiet. Everybody looking at the TV, and it was the the Sandy Hook stuff. And then first thing that popped on, I'm like, yo, damn, like yo, that's right up the street from, um, from yeah, from right right up the street from where I live. Yep. And this and this kind of gave me like the same vibe, even though it's you know it's hundreds of miles away from me. But not, not, not to cut your wisdom, but that's my point. 
when people think that it happens all the way out there, it doesn't affect you at your same doorstep. It mm-hmm. does, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, man. it just, it just, it's such, it's so sad, you know, because again, like you see these, these 10, you know, 10 year olds, 10 year olds losing their life. And then I saw today that the husband of one of the teachers that was killed, Pat, I don't know if you saw this, passed away from a heart attack, you know, hey. as, yeah, it just, hey. I mean, I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't bring myself. You can't to... wrap your mind around this happening in an elementary school. You talk about second, third, fourth grade. But yo, here's the other thing though, Rob. This is a, this is the, the standard defense when people do this shit is that they were bullied. Um, you know, it automatically go to mental illness and but clearly you're mentally ill if you're gonna go in and mass commit mass murder and homicides. But and text about it before you do it. But but ten year olds. 18 year old and his the the response is that he was bullied. He shot his grandma in the face too. Um so again this goes to and text after he did. I just shot my grandma. This this speaks to what I was what I was saying though. Like, you know, like there's a lot of to me a lot of seeing something and not saying nothing that's going on because you can't tell me that today was the day this dude woke up and then and he realized yo, I've been bullied, so let me go out and, and, and take these people's life. Like this is something that his parents, his grandparents, you know, whoever was in his life, sat idle and knew this, this young man had these issues and knew that he had the potential to do something like this. Now, I saw something where I think the, I, I feel like the grandfather may have said something like he, that he didn't know or he yeah. didn't have he, or something. He said, he said, I've taken him to work with me and... But you know when something is off, Rob. You be around your own children. You know when. You know when, yeah, when they don't want to speak and something is on and something is on their mind. You know, you, you maybe you may not want to press them because it might push them further. But if if it is that you you, you pick up a son, you you got to have the the, the mental wherewithal to be like, we pay attention to their actions and what they're doing. And according to his text, his grandmother was. She was on the phone with with with, with uh, AT and T or something with the cell phone, and he was mad with his grandmother. I don't know if she was taking the phone from him or cutting the line, whatever have you. He got upset at that. Went shot her. The moment he shot her, he went text a young lady he was on social media with. I just shot my grandmother in the head. Now now I'm about to go to elementary school. Now why would you want to go to an elementary school mm-hmm. to go do something like that? Mean. 18 and 19 children who have no idea anything about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you, here it is. We live in a country where they're preying on our elderly and they're preying on our young. That's that our elderly hold. Our elderly hold the wisdom for us to continue forward and to give to our babies who are our future. So you're just decimating our our just our life cycle of of keeping things somewhat together. Now, 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 elderly, they, they probably got so... You think the pandemic was giving people anxiety? People ain't gonna want to go to no store. These kids ain't gonna want... You put, you, and this was a small school, like 500 students. Yeah. These kids want to go back to school? At, at second grade, third grade, fourth grade? They're not gonna want to enter no building anymore. Yeah, I am... I, um... I look, I look at this also, and you know, I hear like stuff about the um, putting armed guards in the school and stuff like that. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. You know why I'm not opposed to it? I'm not opposed to it now because 
I'm I'm not opposed to it because I remember the backlash that they received when they first put metal detectors in school, right? When people, yo, what the kids need metal detectors and this that, and I think about like, yo, I when I was in high school, I remember when Evander first got to shit. Yo, I, but you can you imagine how many people didn't get cut across their face or shot or attacked or whatever it is because of those metal detectors? You know, or beat with brass knuckles or whatever it is. So you know, it was it was startling. And you know why people are reluctant to do it? Because of the optics. You know, nobody wants, especially we talking about America, nobody wants <laughs> to put in a limelighter like, damn, like, yo, your school system is that unsafe that you got to have an arm, arms guard outside of school for kids that attend school. But the reality of it is like, this is where we come to. It really makes me think about like, yo, when I go down to Mexico, it's a regular occurrence in Mexico to walk around the street and see police officers work walking around with machine guns. With military arms, yeah. Yeah, with machine guns. So now, here we are, a country that at one point we frowned upon everything that was going on in Mexico, but yo, maybe we can adopt some of their practices to keep our kids safe in, safe in school. Like, yo, I'm, I'm fortunate that my kids aren't school age at this point, but I'd be, yeah, I'd be shook. And, and, you know why I would be shook? I would be shook because a lot of this shit happens in suburbia. A lot of it happens in suburbia, not in the inner city. I'm trying to think when the last time you've seen some or heard about somebody in the inner city going in there with a with a automatic rifle and shooting people up. Not even close. Not even close. It, it might have a singular incident. That's it. No one's going on a spree and shooting mm-hmm. up a classroom, a lunchroom, a gymnasium. It's not happening. It doesn't happen. But in suburbia, it seems to be quite common. Because suburbia gives you the idea of being relaxed, very tranquil. You don't expect that to happen. I mean, this gentleman walked through an open door on the side and was able to get into school. You know what I mean? If, if And I believe there was uh, uh, law enforcement on the grounds at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> you know these things. They People know these things. They know that it's easy He's an easy access. I'm sure Sandy Hook was easy access too. And any other school that that had that, you know, 3,500 mass shootings, a lot of shootings. We don't we don't get to see all that, but with the ones that do, but they know the system. They know that the door's cracked, the door's broken in the back. Chicks, you know, that's where all the shit happens in the back of the school. You know, you slide through the back, and that stuff happens, man. And I just think it's cowardice for that to happen, man. And it's sad, man. Here we got we got. You know, we got the Asian hate crime bill. Jews got a crime bill. You know what I mean? The LGBT even got one. So I guess if you're black and you're you're in the LGBT, you're safe. But if you're not in there, you ain't safe. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, you're passing all these bills to protect certain people. Now, are you going to pass one to protect children? You're going to pass one to protect elderly? Because you ain't going to pass one to protect black people. It's a, sad, it's a sad day, though, when we need legislation for people to, to be prevent people, right? And the shit like this from happening. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we, we really need legislation to tell people, like, yo, you shouldn't put your gun on little kids or, you know. I'm just, I even, like, the, the, the stuff with, like, Sandy Hook, man. Like, Sam, I was reading the other day with the Sandy Hook stuff that, you know, um, Alex Jones, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Jones, but... Alex Jones for years was running around saying that Sandy Hook uh, Sandy Hook was a conspiracy and it was this big hoax. And they ended up suing the hell out of him. They yeah. sued him and then he tried to file bankruptcy, but I think 
I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before yesterday that they ruled in favor uh, um, the people from Sandy Hook that nah, he can't use bankruptcy to, to, to hide his assets. Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta pay. A lot of people lost their life, you know? So I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna say this though, like I think that anytime we have this kind of stuff, it always sparks this dialogue and this conversation. And then we find ourselves where we have dialogue and we have conversation. We have dialogue and conversation, more dialogue and conversation, but it never gets to that to, to the action phase. It just a bunch right. of people beating their hands on the table, outrage. That how you call it? that's yo, it never gets past people beating their hands on the table, outrage because it's been such a disturbing event that occurred. But at some point, like yo, we have to figure out, okay, how do we move out of this 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 conversation? Because that's what it is—a conversation that's piece that gets conversation, bro. and go to the action phase. Like, what are we really gonna do about All this? Right. And this is and this, and this is the point I'm about to make. You know, we have pray for Greece, pray for France, pray for the families of. But you know, you, you know, Christians always say prayer without action is a dead prayer. Mm-hmm. So what you, you you gonna pray? Like I, I I made sure I didn't repost anything. I didn't repost anything. I wasn't putting no rest in peace, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because I know what that does for people to continuously see it. I, I, you know, it was it was it was difficult trying, you know, putting little notes and little tidbits and things we could talk about together. Because here I'm running back in my mind. This dude just he just annihilated 19 children, bro. Mm-hmm. 19 children. You know, I, 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 I communicate, and I'm around a lot of times. 10, 11, 12 year olds who just want to live life, who just want to play ball, or just their imagination is so vivid and, 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 and vibrant. You just want to add to it and make sure if you do the right thing, this is going to happen. You want to keep encouraging them. And you go out there and you maim these children, bro. That's in, that, that just tears me up. But I say all that to say, you know, along with prayer is action. Like, what are we going to do to set up to protect? Mm-hmm. These individuals, these babies, pray, pray alone ain't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, tell you, people talking about the blood of Jesus. Well, Jesus died at 30, 33. What saved him? Who was he praying to? Mm-hmm. He died early too. So you need more than prayer. You need action. You need, and it may not be legislation. It just needs something, something in place where. This doesn't happen to children. Doesn't happen to elderly. It doesn't happen to the defenseless. These are people who are not walking around and have the ability to have a firearm. They can't be. Old people are not doing that. I mean, some old people walking around with that clip on them, but most of them, <laughs> most of them are. Uh, I know some old ladies got a little twenty-two in their purse. Mm-hmm. And they, my aunt, rest in peace to her. My aunt Evelyn, she walked around with her thirty-two. She lived on Fish Avenue. And she had to. She lived on Fish Avenue, so she had. <laughs> she had her little joint and her joint. You know what I mean? And she's like, I ain't got no problem popping somebody in ass. Yeah. But you know, you got people who don't believe in violence, who don't live a life like that, who don't even think like that. Let alone a child worried about when they go to school, somebody gonna come in the back door and off the class. Well, well, here's the thing to con- here's the thing to consider a, a number of things. One. We talk about, you know, we're saying like the talk, the dialogue and everything that now 
if there wasn't already dialogue, there has to be additional dialogue with kids that are school age around this stuff. And I know they do like school shooter trainings and drills and stuff. There has to be dialogue around that for the kids. But again, the reason why it never gets to the action phase is the same reason why when you start thinking about like the tobacco industry, pharmaceutical industry, you know, NRA, these, these are the people, these are the people that they make, there's a lot of money. <coughs> there's a lot of money being made from through pharmaceutical, through um, how you call it, alcohol and tobacco, and through, through firearms. And because so much money is generated from that, and they have such a strong stronghold right. and power, right. you know, at the from the executive to the judicial to the legislative level, you know, it, it just it makes it really difficult for politicians to openly go against them. Now, you have some politicians that will speak out about it, you know, and clearly they 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 you know they're passionate about it and they really believe. That legislation needs to be in place, but then you have other people that again that are complicit. Like, you know, you there's there's I think an NRA rally they said this week that Ted Cruz is supposed to speak at, and I think um, Governor yeah. Abbott is supposed to be at also having yeah. conversations. Like at, at a time like this, just the mere idea of kids getting murdered, mass shooting in your state, and you would actually go to this conference, you know, it shows to me yeah, how Ted powerful Cruz, NRA is. Ted Cruz believes like ain't nothing gonna happen. It's not. It's nothing you can do to stop it. Well, you so know, his, in his mind, he's like, this is gonna happen again. Well, here's here's the defense that a lot of people use, you know, and it's it's. I mean, it, I get it, but a lot of people say, well, guns don't kill people. People, people kill people. people. You know, a lot of people say that. You know, and that's why I said like my thing around gun regulations. I don't think gun regulation has to be this broad thing like that. You can never own. You can never own a firearm. Nobody should have it. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that way, but what I do believe is that, you know, like, there, you know, maybe there needs to be increased background checks. Maybe there needs to be, you know, increased psychological checks to make sure that people psychologically increase the age limit, you know, and here's another thing. How about we figure out a way that AR-15s are not manufactured in the country or AR-15s are not distributed because AR-15 seems to be the weapon of choice for, um, for mass shootings. And that's because, now that you mentioned it, that's because, you know, they're so readily available. If you're a former police or military or veteran, you can go buy 30 of them shits. And you're, those are probably the ones that are selling them online. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they, if you ask me, they're the only ones that can get access to it. I don't see, in my mind, I can't imagine an 18-year-old still got pimples on his face, can walk into a gun shop and say, let me get that Bushmaster XM15 right there. He's like, yes, sir. Hold oh, 18, sure. Here you go. I, I you, want some, you want some bullets to go with that? You need some extra cartridges? Here you go. Yo, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around somebody 15 years old going online and, and you know, going to the, the, the yeah, let me go, I'm gonna go order me a gun <laughs> online. It's like, damn, like, yo, this this is the world we live in, though, man. The world we live in, where man. We live in. And, so, it's, and it's, it's the accessibility. You shouldn't make it so accessible. I can say that you, there's a lot of people like, man, I ain't giving up my gun. But the question is, what are you doing with your gun now that you have it? Mm -hmm. Is it sitting locked up in, in the case in the house, waiting for the opportunity to use it? You know what I mean? What, what, what are you doing? What are those who, are, who have their guns 
what are you doing with them now that you have them? Yeah. Is it just sitting in your cabinet waiting for an opportunity somebody to rob your house? Is it sitting in your cabinet waiting for an opportunity for someone to threaten you? Are you walking around your community with that shit on your back like a like a knapsack? Well, you go down you 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 go down south though. A lot of them southern states like the guns. Florida is totally open carry. I remember living in Florida, and I was at Seven Eleven, and dude was just. I was like, that's new. Or <laughs> yo, or in Alabama, you see people with their shotgun mounted. <laughs> the back of the, the back of the windshield. I can put, put my man on blast, but he's in North Carolina. He was selling clothes out of his car. He had his shit on his dashboard. He said, "That's mm-hmm. how we do here in North Carolina, bro." Yeah, had his yeah, shit right bro. on the dash. Yeah, but, like, hey. but Rob, that's what makes that. That's what also makes it difficult for them to put legislation and stuff like that in place because you know it's just America synonymous with guns, and people aren't going to give up their guns and. You know, honestly, I don't like. I, I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm not saying that people should not have the right to bear arms. I nah, think I'm not that. saying that. But yeah, but there, there, there needs to be clearly there needs to be another mechanism in place to ensure that there's some more responsibility with it. And then one can make the argument also that you know illegal illegal guns is responsible for a lot of the killing. Also, then then if that's the case, then we got to figure out how do we crack down on the people that's illegally selling. These handguns, like yo, go on the web. The same way you set up stings for for underage porn, yo, set up stings to um to find out who's selling handguns to kids on the internet. Files out there, catch some of these guns, these 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 these, uh, these gun sellers. They're out there. They just wait. They just want to make sure that the cash app comes through. That's all. <laughs> yo, so any clo- yeah, yo any any closing words on this before we wrap this episode up? Um, man, this. You know, it's sad that, you know, that, we, that we have to have more dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, the senseless losing of lives has to stop. But we can't just pray about it because prayer without action. And we can't just wait for legislation too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we have to, unfortunately, you know, we have to do something. Something needs to be done. Some action needs to take place. We have to protect our children a lot better. Unfortunately, we live in a world such as it is where you may have to educate your second grade, third grade, or fourth grade about the world before they even get a chance to even see the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have to you know, educate grandma a little bit too, but you know, grandma's gonna take it like, I ain't going outside. I can't even go to the market and buy my milk without losing my life. I've made it to 70 years old. I ain't looking to go out. You know what I mean? So that's going to have to take another measure of security and development to secure our elderly too, man. Um, all I can say is, man, if you're a gun owner, you know, God bless you, yo. If you have it, I'm sure you have it for a reason. If you don't have it, flaunt. You don't have it to go do nothing stupid with it. You have it purely for your protection. That's great. But gun owners should be the first ones to step up and and, and make themselves available in any in any way, shape, or form to make sure things like this do not happen. Whether you know a gun owner, you know, make sure talk to them, y'all. You saw the young kids. You know, you know, you know. People just have to be more vigilant and, and open-minded with who they speak to and talk to. So this stuff has stopped happening. 
like I said, there there are no Bushmaster uh, manufacturers in the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. There are no Smith and Wesson shops in the five boroughs. But these guns are getting here somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That has to stop. You know what I mean? If you need to get the internet police involved and create a sting, so you know the, whatever's happening in, in these inner cities can stop happening. Mm-hmm. That has to that has to happen ASAP. Bro. Yeah. Yo, my condolences though to 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 everybody that um you know that lost somebody in Buffalo, Buffalo, even in California, an Asian church got shut up in yeah, California. Yeah, for for you know for the young lady in 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 New York, the eleven year old young lady. Um, you know, I I think you know I'm I, I for for the inner city in particular, I think that we got to start with like their community leaders. Um, I think we need the community leaders to be involved, but I think we also need self-accountability where the people who live in these neighborhoods actually step up right. and they begin to they begin to demand more from the neighborhood, you know, and the people who can't comply with what the norms of the, the neighborhood is, then those are the people that they have to figure out, like, how do we, how do we as a collective right. turn against them? Like, yo, you know what it makes me think of? Remember, like, back in the, the early 90s, they would make, like, a lot of those cheesy movies where you know there will always be like one sinister bad guy in the neighborhood selling crack and then finally everybody in the neighborhood get together and they go outside and be like you ain't selling crack you ain't selling crack hitting and the last scene is him getting chased off or baseball bat or whatever like we laugh and joke about it but that's honestly that's what we need we need people to to band together under the common goal of saying like yo we want our neighborhood to be safe you know and Part of the neighborhood being safe is that all of us have to have a vested interest right. in the other neighborhood. Like for us growing up, it was a norm that you know you you high caller like yo you don't disrespect the old ladies or you don't do this in front of that person whatever it is. And I think that we have to figure out how do we get back to that in particular in 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 a, in a city. On a national level, though, on a national level, I I believe that it's going to involve some some type of um, legislation, some yeah. level of awareness for school personnel and for um for, for students um and i also think that on a national level it's gonna we're gonna have to really do like a deep dig a deep soul search and make the determination of as much as america we love our guns you know like what do we uh, what do we love our guns at what cost like are we willing right you know, are we willing to actually live with okay we love our guns but it's gonna take a little bit longer to get our guns or certain guns we may no longer be able to get our hands on maybe ar-15 now becomes a true collector's item that's so rare that rarely can people get their hands on their hands on it to use it because mm-hmm. ain't nobody shooting cans and bottles with an ar-15 if you are you're not missing you don't need to be shooting <laughs> yo but thank you everybody for um for tuning in to the no ideas original podcast we'll catch y'all next week peace everybody peace